You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Hey everyone, and welcome to another awesome episode of Ask Drone You. My name is Paul, and today we're here to trick you. Ooh, we are. Well, I hope we are. My name, <laughs> my name's Rob, and I'm actually pretty curious about how we're going to trick you, or maybe we're going to help you figure out how to not be tricked. No, I think that's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay, cool. But Interesting e- question. Actually, it's a unique question that we haven't had before. No, it is a really unique question. I love these business questions. If you have a business-based question, go to askdroneu.com and upload that right away. And if you have 30 seconds, don't be afraid to leave us a review as it helps other people find us. Um, this this week's episode is sponsored by the Drone U community. You guys rock. Thank you. Hey, what's going on there, guys? Ricky Barros here. So I'm so grateful that you answered my question about the Part 107, what to do. I was able to go back, get my license, and I'm super, super grateful. I passed with an 83%, and it's all thanks to Drone U. I mean, you guys are just awesome. So my question is... What kind of sneaky ways do customers try to take advantage of you? I, I, I hear these things kind of randomly on Drone You, where like Paul will come out and say like, yeah, the customer tried to take advantage of me, but he was able to combat or say something back. Uh, and that's basically my question. And what are some ways that I can protect myself or be ready for you know, questions that are sneaky by the customer in order to protect my business and are protected from competition or something like that. I really appreciate it. Keep up the good work. I definitely believe in what you guys are doing. Ricky, thank you for the question. Um, very interesting question. And I think there are definitely ways, right? I, I think I was going to say I think this showcases the power and importance of relationships. That it's not really about gaining business; it's about building relationships. Because yeah. when you focus on who you're working with, those things tend to not happen as much, right? Yeah, I think that's true in, in the sense also of how does somebody hear about you? How are you connected to a new client if it is through a relationship, right? That just continues to carry on in terms of. In other businesses that I've had, it's been very, very clear that the kind of business you get from existing clients is going to be very similar to that client. So if you want high, high level, sophisticated, smart, willing to pay for your services and your value, then you got to work with people that are like that. And they ultimately will send you people that are similar to that. So that's actually really a good point. If you surround yourself with those kind of people and work with those kind of people, this is going to be a much smaller worry than, than you might otherwise think, but it still could be something that you need to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it totally could. Um, man, uh, my mind's on fire right now because I mean, you can have, tricks played on you that you don't even know or the client doesn't even know are tricks just because a client's not educated in what they're asking about. I mean, mm. I just remember all the time doing, you know, mapping deliverables for a particular client and the client just be like, oh, can you just, you know, export that KML for me? I can just throw it into Google Maps. Yes, I can for $2,000. That's the big thing that comes to mind for me as well. And it's the very same thing that contractors deal with. Really? Yeah. Right. So somebody says, I'd like you to 
remodel my bathroom and this is what I want it to be like. And then they've got it under contract. And once they're in there, they say, hey, could you just do this? God, I'm so guilty of that for Kevin in our race course. Can you add lights here? Uh, love those lights. Let's do a little loop-de-loop over here. <laughs> yeah, Gosh, so, I'm terrible about that. Well, and that's a little bit, that's relationship, right? Yeah, that's yeah, a little yeah. bit different. Um, and, and that's a win-win between Kevin and us. So, But I hear what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I should, now I feel bad. Sorry, Kevin. No, I don't think that's necessary. And I think he would say the same thing. But that's, and so one of the, the primary ways to mitigate any of these kinds of issues coming up is have it in writing, have a solid contract that you work with. Mm. And that contract would even, so essentially one way to do it is if you have maybe an attorney kind of set you up with a contract that you use, and then either you run it through that attorney before every agreement, which you don't necessarily need to do, I don't think, just educate yourself a little bit about on that process, or then you keep um, several clauses that you might input into a contract or agreement, depending on the scenario. But ultimately, I think the way that you do that is, uh, is having things in writing and making it very clear. The other thing that does is it allows you to sort of have a checklist, right? So that you, in your conversation with that client, don't forget something mm. that they can then take advantage of. Another thing too, is I try to keep those conversations via email. Because on the phone all the time, people will just throw things in and change their minds. And that drives me crazy. Drives yeah. me absolutely crazy. And even if you don't do it by email and you do have a phone conversation that's pertinent, then write an email and say, hey, this is my understanding of our phone call. Yeah, 100%. Right. I, you know, clarity is king here. And that's so important. And we've seen people get dinged on things like, you know, in their uh, in their licensing they just, you know, they say, hey, two years, two years, that's it, blah, 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 blah. Um, I think that's incredibly important mm -hmm. um, to have, you know, agreements about the the time frame of specific projects. So absolutely. You, you've got to think about usage, too. You know, one of the biggest things that I, I, I absolutely really gets under my skin and uh, I have kind of like a formulaic way of going about it is uh, I had dealt with this all the time with realtors because they don't value anyone but themselves. Um, and oftentimes they'd be like, hey, uh, you know, we love these photos, but we want to use it to market our office. And, you know, the general contractor wants the photos too. So I sent them everything. And that's when I pretty much say, well, I appreciate that you really love my photos and I'm very, you know, happy that they mean something to you. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to send you an invoice for sharing those photos with an outside source when you specifically did not have permission to do that. And like I said, I love the fact, love, 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 love the fact that you love my photos. But, you know, how do you expect me to not bill you for that when you're sharing a product with another potential client for free. It's like mm -hmm. copyright stealing. So if you'd like, I could become a realtor and steal all of your contracts because the way you treat people isn't really high up there. So it wouldn't be hard. Sorry. I really cannot <laughs> stand realtors. I hate them. I hate all of them. I don't care except for your wife. Okay. So, and the realtors that are our members because they have a genuine desire to like want to be better and that's awesome. But man, I have run into so many realtors that I just want to sh like, sh have you, do you remember uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. He's just sitting there. He's just, <laughs> 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 just want to wrap my hands around your neck and. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. No. And, and I think, um, you, I think education is key. 
because a lot of people, sorry, I interrupted no, you, that's okay. but I think education is key because if you don't take the time to be upfront with people and lay down your boundaries and lay down your expectations and showcase their expectations, you're setting yourself up for failure. And I'm bad about this, or I, excuse me, I was bad about this in the beginning where, you know, I would start a relationship with someone, they would ask me for something and I would just be like, okay, I hope that's it. And just like, go for it. And then all of a sudden now it was this, 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 this. And because I was so worried about my reputation, I would just like, okay, I'll do those things. You can't do that because people yeah. are just going to create a habit of walking over you. And if you don't have the lady balls or the balls to stand up for yourself and have confidence and be able to eloquently speak about your value, chances are you probably shouldn't be in business because long-term success may not be on your horizon. Horizon. It may be elusive. You're absolutely right. And that's something that I have actually learned from you. I mean, you simply have to be tougher. Oh, man. Oh, man. That car ride this weekend. That phone call. I, I, I mean, I saw you flip like a switch. Literally. Yeah. Just yeah. like someone tried to strong arm Rob. Idiot. And <laughs> sorry, like Rob is the well, last person you try to strong arm because he's so nice. But as soon as he realizes you're trying to take advantage of him, it's like hitting a brick wall. I, I, I definitely don't appreciate that because that's not how I treat people. Right. But I know that in, in my lifetime, I've probably been walked on more than I should have. But you definitely have to be prepared for standing up for yourself when that opportunity comes. The other thing that comes to mind um, Ricky, is that you've got to know in advance, something I teach my kids and from a moral perspective and from other perspectives, but that is what are you willing to do and not do and stand to that. So for example, if you go out to a job and you've agreed to fly a building, say, say it's a, a commercial shoot of some sort and you're in G airspace, just as an example, and you agree that's all you're going to do. And then you get out there and they try to get you to fly something a little bit close, but a little bit further away. And it's not in G and they want you to fly it just because you're there. You got to make up your mind before you're ever there that you're not going to do that because it would be real easy to say, I'm already here. Nobody's going to know. And maybe that's a bad or example. Or figure out a protocol and say, well, um, right. like I greatly appreciate for, you know, tactical empathy. I greatly appreciate the opportunity to do another flight mission for you. Um, it's it's extremely important to understand that this area from that area is in a totally different airspace. It's in controlled airspace. So the protocol to get FAA authorization so that I can't I don't get sued and so that you don't get sued takes a little bit more time. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to do that if you're willing to compensate an hour of my time to simply just make sure that legally we're we're good to go. You you don't want any liability, do you? No. Always go for the no. Go for the no first. I know that sounds weird, but go for the no first makes people feel comfortable. So um, again, you know, Rob, gosh, we could do a whole freaking book about give and take meets never split the difference <laughs> meets everyone wins. So, I mean, it, it's a fundamental ideology that I really think if you're in business and you're really not thinking about how to change the way that you think, because Rob, I see so many people, they go from corporate America, they go from having a job for 20 years, thinking that starting a small business is going to be really simple, that, mm -hmm. that it's easy, you know, hey, I I'll spend one day doing marketing, spend one day doing this, spend one day doing that. Maybe I'll take six months to set up my website and all the infrastructure. 
But what I constantly see people failing at is fundamentally understanding that you have to change the way that you think. It is no longer about I'm using my time to make money. It's now about I'm using my money to make money and every decision. And you know what? I've seen Mm. so many people fail who start businesses and they're utilizing their parents' money or their family's money or their VC money. Those people, I just feel like have no real skin in the game and aren't able to really conceptualize the level of depth, the ability to wear 17 hats, as someone said, but how to take that deep. And you really have to you know, change your mindset from this is what I know, this is what I'm good at, to I think I need to be constantly learning. I need to be looking at my education slash entertainment ratio. How much entertainment am I watching versus education? How am I building myself up on all these other other, you know, verticals of my business to actually be successful. And then how am I now taking all of those, you know, um, let's say formulas for doing these different things and systematizing them and making them more efficient and then making them autonomous. You know, this is typically the mindset that a lot of people don't focus on. And, you know, when it comes to business and the tricks that people play on you, it can simply be a distraction game. A hundred percent, you know, and I think that a lot of people, there's so much to think about. My, my, my thing, my point here is that there's so much to think about. There are going to be obstacles that we don't know that we don't know about. Yeah. There's a lot of that and you don't figure that out until you experience it. And that's what, that's what failure is. That's what mistakes are, is it's an opportunity to grow because they're going to happen, right? So you can't dwell on them. And if someone does take advantage of you, you learn from it. And once bitten, twice shy. You don't let it happen again. I would also warn, though, and I don't know that you would agree with this, Paul. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Once bitten, twice shy. By the way, my point in saying all that is that having the right ideology will prepare you to be upfront. It will prepare you to deal with these situations and will also help you understand, you know, potential tip like tricks that people may play, you know? Absolutely. And I, I, this, so what I was going to say that I, I don't know that you'll agree with, you can, you can say whether you do or not, obviously. Disagree. But you, <laughs> just kidding. Odds are. <laughs> <laughs> what I would warn you against is just sort of being, I, I think being, having some natural skepticism and cynicism is just part of life now, unfortunately. But be careful to not just think the worst of everybody going into a relationship or going into a potential deal or, or whatever we're talking about here. I mean, again, keep your eyes wide open, including the eyes in the back of your head. But I prefer to give people the benefit of the doubt until they prove me otherwise. And so I'm more of trust, but verify. I trust no one. I will make you feel like I trust you, but I do not trust you. I will verify. I've learned my lesson way too many times the hard way. And I've watched people even try to do stuff to Rob and I've had to, I've had to play bear protector. So anyway, I literally told, yeah, I, I, yeah, I literally, someone was going to ask you a question and I was like, no, 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 no. He's doing something and it's important and you don't understand what he's doing. Give him a minute, literally at the class. And the guy was like, oh, okay. And I was like, yeah, you're going to wait but you're going to get your answer still. Just be patient. (laughs) Okay. So, I mean, a bunch of people that just wanted to like run up, Rob, you're really here. You know, like, (laughs) Oh, and I had so much fun. Yeah. I'm glad you did. Anyways, that was just, that was a very uh, benign example, but I just wanted to give that example because you make a good point. You should give people the benefit of the doubt. That is something I have had to learn the hard way. Yeah. But while I do give people the benefit of the doubt, I still don't trust them. I have to verify that trust. Well, I do believe that trust is something that's earned. and, And I agree that, benefit of the doubt and 
the leap to, to full trust is is a leap. It's not an automatic. So I agree with that. Yeah, I would say I fully trust like maybe seven people. Yeah. That's up from one. Hey, <laughs> life Progress. is good. Life is good. <laughs> anyway, but I think it is important to, you know, in order to really be, pre- to kind of a whole recap this whole show, to really be prepared for the, the tricks, first of all, be extremely specific about the deliverables that you will provide and that any extra deliverables will come at an additional cost. Clarity is king. What are the terms of your agreement? What is the privacy policy? What are the licensing terms? Is it in perpetuity? You know, is it, you know, uh, are you licensing your footage, your data, whatever? Who ultimately owns the data? Just try to be as clear as possible and try to really figure out what the pain points of the client are and what they're trying to solve and how you can provide exactly what they want and nothing more. Yeah, absolutely. That's another hard lesson I learned, actually. Quick, just quick story. We did a ranch job recently, brought Howell with me. He shot a bunch of slides and everything of this area. And I created a video because my client wanted it within 24 hours, created a video, sent it to him, approved, done, paid, like lightning fast. And I went back to my house and I was like, I didn't use any footage that Hoel took, like literally none. And I felt bad. And then I was like, no, 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 Paul. Don't feel bad. Client is happy. Doesn't matter. Hoel's a big boy. He'll be okay. Don't tell him. It's fine. Move on. (laughs) Don't tell him. (laughs) That's what I did. So if Hoel watches this one, poor guy. Sorry, dude. (laughs) Hey, it was great company. I was stoked that he came with me. Like sometimes just having company on these ranch jobs is is worth it. Well, and I'm sure he contributed in other ways as well. Oh, for sure. Including the company, right? For sure. But anyway, on that uh, extended show, I think that's going to do it for us today. Great question. If you have a business question, please leave us a a question at askadroni.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Really, really helps us. But that's going to do it for us today. My name is Paul. My name is Rob. This is Ask Dronio. We believe that videos, images, words, and sounds have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.